0: to the podcast of the Spiritual Coaching Dashboard. We are training coaches and coaching leaders because we know that only healthy hearts can know God deeply and follow Him fully. Because we care and we want you to reach your full potential, we coach you to choose life-giving reactions to the warning lights that show up on the dashboard of your life.
1: At the Spiritual Coaching Dashboard, we believe that steering people toward God, guides them into a life they can't wait to live. In this episode, I'll take spiritual coaching on a cursory walk through a conversation with uh, an offender and, 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 and how to make restitution with someone they have offended. If you uh, frequently have spiritual conversations with others, um, you know, formal spiritual conversations or otherwise, you will eventually come to the question of how to make a wrong right Uh, The forgiveness conversation was focused on helping someone who was wounded and hurt by the offender, Um, but this should be a conversation um, with someone who is doing the offending, who has done the offending. Namely, you're going to talk them through how to make restitution. Uh, To move our spiritual growth forward, we have to make the past right. Uh, We must realize that our sin has wounded others and um, are as genuinely sorry as we are eager to um, obey and please God. And if that's true, restitution must be considered. However, now and here's the caution you need to hear, sometimes in our rush to obediently cooperate with God or too selfishly get out from under a load of guilt and regret, we rush headlong into the act of restitution and end up making a bigger mess rather than cleaning things up. The stories I could tell. Stories that often end in great sadness instead of reconciliation. Hastily plunging into restitution can easily make new wounds, and frequently they are bigger than what you're trying to correct. If we are genuinely about a desire to deepen our relationship with God by humbly um, going to another that we have wounded in the past to try to make things right, we should care enough to proceed cautiously and patiently. A few thoughtful moments before making a plan for bringing closure to a broken relationship will be time well spent if our motives are pure and not self-serving. Be encouraged, okay? The worst case scenario is that we get ourselves right before God. Best case is we win back a friend or loved one. What is to lose except a little pride that we could stand to live without anyway? A problem that may quickly bubble to the surface as we talk about uh, revisiting our past is that we may not want to go back and make things right because it requires us to resurface and relive it, including, you know, the hurt or, or damage we caused another. The, the pain and regret we feel can be so strong that we work hard to avoid the memory or memories. Many of us have spent years ignoring and, and bearing it instead of admitting it. We have actually worked very hard to keep our distance from it. <coughs> if so, acknowledging the hurt we brought to others, even if unintentional, is the last thing we want to do. And is right here, next to, uh, you know, maybe passing a kidney stone, uh, getting a root canal. <laughs> Unfortunately, as with kidney stones, uh, you endure some temporary pain and deal with the past because it is the only path to a clear conscience and a good night's sleep that is free from the nagging pain of regret and regret. So yes, <laughs> and guilt. Uh, yes, in, in, uh, in God's eyes, and to whatever degree it is possible, uh, the wrong needs to be made right. God is a just God and he expects justice from us. Uh, this is such a universal law of human relationships that even the world's court, courts where, where God has no sway, um, they know that it's just in right to require that repayment be made for actions that have harmed another You know, depending on the severity of the offense and the loss incurred, an apology may be all the restitution that's required. Other times, it requires that, beyond an apology, an appropriate material payment is made before all is forgiven, and sometimes, when civil laws have been broken, it requires a more severe punishment in the form of punitive damages or even imprisonment. This ensures the payment has been sufficient, especially when what was taken or damaged cannot be replaced because no price is sufficient. It also protects others from suffering the same loss at our hands when we have repeatedly acted against others, and it is viewed as a deterrent to our own repetition of the wrong and to others so that they will be less inclined to do so when they see how we have been rightly judged. The basic relational law is that if we cause someone to suffer pain and or loss, we should try to fix and restore the relationship. Even if it was accidental, we should do what we can to make it right by um, making up for it through an attempt to put things back the way they were before the loss happened. You know, Human decency and a heart that is truly sorry for the harm we cause another uh, won't resist making restitution. We may need to restore goods we borrowed but lost or broke, return things we may have stolen, pay for property we took, or even um, um, do what we can to repair a reputation that we soiled with our words. Often, perfect restoration is impossible and sometimes ill-advised, but that does not mean a sincere attempt shouldn't be made, a sincere attempt of some sort. You know, Think with me for a minute about restitution from an angle other than justice, and then we'll get back to that um, way of thinking about it. When we offend another and then apologize and make appropriate restitution, we force another to decide if they will respond with forgiveness or with some other choice. Part of making restitution is giving them the chance to make the right choice and forgive in response. <coughs> in response to our efforts to make things right, when we when we apologize, it puts the choice directly before them. When we make restitution, it, it shows our regret and and may encourage them to uh, release us and and themselves through forgiveness. So restitution includes helping others find healing for their hearts by admitting our wrong and offering an apology. It's the least we can do. What we restore when we make restitution through an apology comes by presenting them with the opportunity to offer us their forgiveness in return. They need to do that in order to heal and restore their own hearts as well as um, their relationship with God should they have taken up you know, hatred, anger, and vengeance because of our actions towards them. Our admission and apology brings restoration as their response of forgiveness sets them back into right relationship with us and God. That restores their heart to health by rescuing it from the sickness of bitterness and unforgiveness. Part of making restitution is the gift we give when we do our part to nudge them towards forgiveness. Now, often necessary restitution is no more than saying the hard words that need to be said, I was wrong when I did, fill in the blank, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? Other times, more is required. In those instances, um, we confess or admit and apologize, we make full restitution to the person that was wrong, and, and we do that at a rate that exceeds the strict calculation of loss. So, so the Bible uh, often requires an additional 20% beyond what was taken or lost. Now, that doesn't prevent someone from going way above what was required, and in Zacchaeus' story in the New Testament, in, in Luke 19, um, he was so zealous uh, that he used a 25% and 50% as his pay- repayment rates. Uh, but that was his choosing, it, it wasn't forced upon him. It, if that had been forced upon him, that would be an injustice. Uh, if the person the restitution is owed to is dead, it still needs to be made, uh, to a relative maybe, or even just to God, if there is no, is, is no one else. Uh, Numbers 5, 6-8 through 8 talks about that. In the end, we need to make the thing right with God at the very least, if no other way can be found obviously. This is in reference to material payment, but it makes certain implications about all offenses. When we, we try to make things right, we need to go above and beyond to do so, and not just a little, to show our sincerity. It should be enough extra so that the one we hurt cannot doubt that we have done more than what was strictly just or, or, that, or, or what makes things even. And that helps them believe that we are sincere. The extra is akin to uh, a lawsuit that contains a reasonable amount above and beyond the strict degree of loss (coughs) to cover, you know, mental anguish and emotional distress, pain and suffering, you know, the punitive damages side. And we must not cop out if it's difficult to do, if the material cost is great, if our pride must take a significant hit, or if it may bring legal proceedings against us. Again, what is common in today's courts was established by God as the measure of
0: justice in the Bible. A short break to give your brain a chance to rest. Did you know that this podcast is not the only resource that we have available to help you with your own relationship with God and your spiritual coaching efforts? TwoRivers.church backslash life coaching, don't forget the hyphen, has dozens of tools and book links to help you in your life with God and your ministry to others. You can even sign up there to get spiritual coaching for yourself with Pastor Carrie, either in person or virtually. It's a work in progress and we'll be getting a facelift soon, but it's chock full of practical content to read, watch, and listen to wherever you choose to interact with pastor carrie online please remember to rate like follow and share so that other leaders and coaches can find this helpful content if you would like to connect with pastor carrie you can go to two Church backslash life coaching email him at carrie at two rivers.church or text him on twitter or facebook by going to at sc dashboard all right let's finish today's episode of the podcast
1: if you have noticed but except for a couple places so far as I've been speaking everything has, has sound kind of cold and legalistic and forensic however restitution is first above all if first it's, it's it's for our relationship with God and second our relationship with others and relationships are not cold calculating and strict they do not respond well to uh, artless legalities. Further, the point of restitution is not so much to satisfy the law or or pay our dues, as it is to first, grow relationally closer to God, and second, move in kindness and love towards others. Make sure you are listening right here. For those of you with perfectionist tendencies and who are a little obsessive i dotters and T-crossers, for those that like simplicity and certainty uh, uh, and perceived security of rule keeping, you, you need to make sure your heart is fully engaged. In fact, hearts need to be the primary driver. Our heart needs to be the primary driver, not our head or or maybe some brokenness that uses rules and regulations as a means for trying to earn God's favor. That is exactly what Jesus is trying to break people of with his teachings and example. So um, restitution is first uh, something that needs to come from our heart, not from some duty or legality. Uh, A caution to those asking for forgiveness from someone else. Asking for it only because your Christian counterpart is required to forgive you, and then offering to, you know, to make restitution, expecting that you will be released from having to do it. That's evil. A misunderstanding of forgiveness exposes you to duplicitous heart and is nothing like what Jesus or the Bible teaches. Your heart must be ready to pay whatever reasonable restitution is, um, whatever is mutually agreed upon by both sides, to deceive another into believing you are sorry for the wound or the loss created for one selfish reason or another, is just a new wound. It will do nothing to remove your culpability before God and will most certainly increase it. If the offense, if the offended is vengeful and demanding and demanding strict adherence, we should do our best within reason. Even if what is asked for is excessive, we should do our best to oblige. That's why a mediator is often helpful when we um, walk through restitution. The unjust and demusive, uh, abusive demands of the hurt and angry may be impossible and unduly oppressive. Um, um, almost, you know, every process of relational repair will benefit from outside objective guidance. If if two people who confess to be Christ followers have a disagreement. Um, That would normally be settled in the civil courtroom, they should rather let themselves be defrauded than flaunt their dissension before non-believers. There has to be a few wise, godly people within the church who could help decide the little things among ourselves. Uh, Unresolved issues between two followers of Jesus that cannot be settled themselves out of court. That's a defeat right there. Again, it would be better to drop your charges and suffer loss than to sue each other right in front of unbelievers. So it says in Corinthians 6, 1 through 8. Now, there are some fairly defined steps laid out in the Bible for taking a perceived wrong to another and solving our issues. Uh, that's the Matthew 18, 15 through 17 talks to that. If we were to bring that guidance together with the 1 Corinthians 6, 1 through 8 passage I just mentioned, and maybe, let's say, Romans 12, 9 through 21, we would have a pretty good idea of a, I'm, I'm using air quotes here, a process that would look, would look something like this. If you feel you have been sinned against or are the one doing the offending, you go privately and have a face-to-face conversation with the other person. Keep it between the two of you. Now, I realize that these instructions were written a very long time ago, long before the advent of technology and social media. However, as a general rule, you use uh, media, uh, social media, only to, you know, communicate facts and ideas and data, maybe friendly and, and positive emotions. Negative emotions and relational struggles are to be discussed in person always not publicly. If on the receiving end of a you sinned against me type of discussion, um, we we listen, we hear them out, try not to get defensive, and apologize for any hurt we inflicted um, for the purpose of saving their relationship. That is, even if they are hypersensitive and were offended only because of the way they took what we said. Maybe Maybe we intended no harm or insult. They were hurt and they were hurt by you. They were hurt by me. Period. Apologize. As much as it depends on us, we are to be at peace with others. You know, it may even require that we choose to suffer some loss for the sake of peace. Uh, either in choosing to not demand restitution or in making it, even if somewhat excessive. Putting ourselves in others' um or others in harm's way, physically, emotionally, verbally, uh, that's not required. But We may disagree with the judgment, but if if feelings have been hurt and we are determined to show kindness even to our enemies, we can always humbly apologize anyway. You know, this one-on-one meeting should never need further steps between two God-fearing people because one of the two sides should be willing to take the high road and de-escalate the conflict. But if relational unity is still not... Has still not been accomplished, so you take someone else with you the next time and go back in private again and you try it again. That third person is a witness more than anything. If we choose well, though, they may be able to cast some helpful light on the subject. And if no progress is being made at that point, then you take the matter to the church proper. Uh, Most churches have a group of wise and respected men and women who are godly and have proven to be people of self control and forgiveness themselves. And that's only the part of the church you're taking this to. If the church ruling on the matter is rejected by either side, those who reject it have proven that they are going to act like non christ like followers. (laughs) The cooperative, submissive, and willing party is released from any attempt at further restitution. The offended should have dropped the issue, or the offender should have made some sort of satisfaction. Should never have gotten to the church level to begin with, let alone to the point where one or the other refuses to end the argument. There's a lot more that could be said about restitution and forgiveness, but I'm gonna forgo laying that all out for you here. There are detailed resources on forgiveness and restitution at uh two rivers.church backslash life coaching. Life coaching is hyphenated. That's two backslash life hyphen coaching. Um, there's materials and video there and teaching on forgiveness, and there's a white paper there on restitution as well. Next time. On the spiritual coaching dashboard, we're going to talk about sin and how you, um, um, in in, in the biblical way, to help a coachy put that sin behind Bye. them.
0: this episode. Thank you for listening. If you heard something that got your attention, whether it be for your own relationship with God or for coaching others, don't waste the divine nudge. Be sure to take the time to think through how to work the truth into your life and practice. If you do spiritual coaching, either formally or informally, remember that it is hard to lead where you have never been yourself. We pray that God uses the spiritual coaching dashboard to inform and transform your life before it reaches another. If you are in the upstate New York area, specifically Binghamton, or are visiting or just passing through, look Pastor Carrie and myself up. We'd love to have a cup of coffee with you and chat about our dynamic relationship with God or about how to do spiritual coaching in your context. Again, thank you for listening and we'll see you next time on the podcast of the Spiritual Coaching Dashboard.